Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I want to share, want to talk to us about success. But more specifically, it's, uh, I want to talk to, uh, to us about long-lasting, true success with God. Amen? Truth be told, we all want to be successful, correct? We want to do well in everything that we set our minds to, we set our hearts to, and we, we want to do exceedingly in all that we put our hands to, right? And I don't know what success looks like to you. There is short-term success. There's long-term success. Short-term for me right now is to try to get my thesis out so that I can graduate, right? <laughs> Maybe for you, it's your assignment. You want to get it done. Maybe for you, it's, it's looking for a job and you want to be successful in, in getting a job, right? I don't know what success looks like to you, what desires you have in your heart and that you want to get to. But I want to tell you that God is, God's heart is not for us to fail, right? God wants us to be successful. And even in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, says this, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Right? God wants us to be successful. He has good plans for us, and he wants to prosper us. So, and success itself, it's, it's not evil. It's not wrong to want to be successful. But it can be evil if we don't pursue it with God. With God. If we don't pursue it, if we put it above God, right? So if you're taking down notes today, the title of my message is Success with God. Amen. You know, we are each given the ability by God uh, to build things, to accomplish things. God has given us the grace to, to be where we are today, to have uh, a place uh, to be able to study in a university here. Uh, you know, the, one of the tops in the world, Right? The grace to be able to, to um, be, to live here in the UK, to have a job here. And, but we can accomplish many things, but not all the things that we accomplish or work towards might be what God has intended for us, right? And one day we will have to stand before the Lord and account to Him all that we have done. And I pray that even in our pursuit of success in this world, we don't put the successes in this world above God. Yeah. But we, let's not miss God's um, intended success for us. Yeah. And coming to why or how I came to, to be preaching on this today. So even as, as I said, I really believe God has been speaking, even through Sun Tao. And... Funnily, I have a similar story that I will share with us today. So, as you know, I'm doing a PhD, and I go through a lot of testing, a lot of experiments, a lot of trying to optimize things and trying to figure out whether or not uh, I can make it work to get this outcome, or whether or not, um, or why am I not, uh, or, yeah. 
And there came a time where in my PhD, um, everything just wouldn't work. Nothing would work and it would go on and on. I think for almost two years, I was striving, going on it and nothing was working. There was no results. I couldn't get any data that was publishable and you know like in research, you want to publish your data and get the word out. And <clears throat> I remember one day I was so sad. <laughs> I was so, so sad and I, I, and I just took time out to just um, take a walk with God. And I was asking God, like, why? Why is nothing working? Where are you? What? Why? Why did you put me here for me to fail? Right? Okay, I'm <laughs> trying not to get emotional. <laughs> but yeah. And it was in that time that God reminded me, or God asked me the question, if I were to take away your PhD, is your life still worth it? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, and at the time I thought, okay, God, are you trying to tell me that I won't be doing research in the future? So I need to like not really put so much like um, heart into the research or do my best, but this is maybe not what I'm going to do in the future. Who knows? But when I was meditating again on what to preach today, God reminded me again of that question. And what he really wanted to remind me is that, let me just, <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, he really wanted me to remind me again that it's not what I achieve that truly matters. It is him that truly matters. And... Therefore, I believe, I truly believe that is also what God wants us to remember today. That it is Him, even as we sung, Jesus is all I need, right? More than anything. God wants us to come back to what true success is, what true success looks like, and that is in Him. Amen? So I'm going to take us through three points <laughs> today, that um, three things of what the success with God require, or maybe the three attributes of what success with God looks like. All right? If you're taking down point, uh, notes, point number one is true success with God has the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. God created us. He knows the unique plans and purposes for us. And therefore, we need His wisdom to succeed. To achieve true success, there's no amount of self-help books that can help you. It is only in God that we find the true wisdom for true success. 
1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 says this, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. Who is wisdom? Jesus. So if we want to have the wisdom of God, we need to follow Jesus. We need to abide in Jesus. You know, even as we go through our everyday striving for, you know, our studies, our exams, have we forgotten Jesus in our lives? Abiding in Him is also acting in accordance to Him, acting like Him, right? Are we acting like Him? What is Jesus like? He is compassionate. He, he loves people, right? He prays. He seeks God. He reads God's Word. Are we doing that, friends, every day? Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 to 11 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If we want wisdom to succeed, we need to have the fear of the Lord. And what is this fear? It is not a fear where you're afraid. You know, for the biggest part of my life, growing up, I saw God as a very far away God, as a God that will punish me if I sin, a God that will punish me if I do wrong things and not follow Him. But that's not what the fear of God is. The fear of God stems from... Uh, the fear of God in Hebrew is the word yira. It means awe means wonder. It is a healthy fear that stems from reverence, respect, honor. It stems from humility and it's driven by intimacy with God. Amen? It's driven by love for God and wanting to submit to God. You know, when you truly love somebody, you have a certain fear. Am I right? Yeah. When you truly love somebody, the last thing you want to do is to, to disappoint them. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. You, you, you want to know their likes and dislikes. You want to, you know, be pleasing to them. You don't want them to not like you. Right? <laughs> and what about with God? When we love someone, we want to spend almost all of our time with, it, with them. What about with God? You know, recently there have been a lot of birthdays <laughs> in church. <laughs> and yeah, we, we went around asking, you know, what each other's, who, what kind of birthday cake we like. And even that, we really go above and beyond to pick up a cake from... Um, Someone went from Wood Green to High Street, Kensington to pick up a cake and then brought it all the way to Camden just to celebrate a friend's birthday. What more can we do for God, right? We can do a lot of crazy things for love, <laughs> for love for our friends, for love of our family. But 
What more the God that created us? What more the God who knows the number of hairs on our head? What more the God who fearfully and wonderfully made us? What more the God who sent His Son down to come down, live as a man, die for our sins, and even towards the end still committed to die for our sins and gave Himself for us out of that love? Come on, guys. We need to have the fear of the Lord. We need to love God. And let this fear of the Lord be driven from our love and our wanting to be obedient towards Him. Amen? Amen. Let's do our best to, for God. Right? Let's abide in Him. And what is abiding in Him? It is to, to obey His commandments. What is God's commandments? It is to love God with all our hearts, our soul, our mind, our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We not only need to know God through His Word, we also need to love His people. We need to serve His church and understand God's heart for His people. So even as we strive for success, let's strive for true success that has, wisdom of, that has the wisdom of God. Putting our relationship with God above all of our worldly desires, even as Sundao shared today. And you know, um, not just that, if we look to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says this. If you are there, can I hear a good amen? Come on, guys. Are you with me? <laughs> All right. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do all things according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. We want to have good success, and that comes from God. So let's abide in Him, meditate on His Word, and observe to do all things written in it. So let's live for Jesus, abide in Jesus, and with that we have the wisdom to attain true success in Christ, in God. Amen? Amen. Point number two is this. <clears throat> True success requires us to journey with God. It requires a journey with God. Before we get to success, before we get to the end goal, there's always a journey, right? Before you um, pass your exams, you have to sit for the exam. Before you sit for the exam, you need to study for the exam, right? That's the journey. Or maybe you're applying for a job. Uh, sorry, if you want to get a job, you need to first apply for a job. <laughs> and um, prepare for interviews and pass your interviews. And that's a journey. 
Amen? Amen. <laughs> and <clears throat> in all that we do in this journey, let's first commit our works to the Lord, our dreams to the Lord. So Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says this. I don't think I gave it to XTV, but I can just read it. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, you may turn there. Amen? Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Commit your works to the Lord, and, the, and your thoughts will be established. Other translation says, you will achieve success. That what you plan will take place. And we need to trust Him to be able to journey with Him. And even as we journey with Him, temptations will come, right? Even Jesus, when He was fasting and praying, when He was led to the wilderness to fast and pray for 40 days, He was tempted. Even with us fasting right now, the temptation is real, right? How many times have you guys like looked at you know, maybe for those fasting seven to seven, you know, looked at that biscuit in the corner and you're like, hmm, God, it's okay, right? <laughs> just a little bit, just a little taste. <laughs> Temptation is real. And we need to be aware of this so that it does not draw us away from God. Even as we pursue successes, we need to be aware that there will be temptations and distractions that come. Um, maybe I can share from my story. Even as I was, you know, st I've studied here for, what, seven years? Seven and a half years. And by the grace of God, and I really thank God for sustaining me, that I don't think I have ever once missed church. Wow. Except for when I'm ill. Or, I mean, I was still like, you know, um, or maybe one time, maybe like Christmas first year before I, haven't, like, before I took God very, very seriously yet. Um, and I can say, through it all, were there temptations to say, God, Maybe I'll just give Sunday a miss. Yes, there were temptations. Maybe you have an exam on Monday, and you're like, ah, I have an exam, God. I need to stay home and study, you know. <laughs> um, or maybe you're so stressed to want to reach a deadline that maybe you're telling God, like, hey, maybe I can just miss my quiet time today because I don't have any more time. Or, you know, towards my PhD, I had presentations, collaborator meetings that I had usually on a Wednesday. And I had to still go to prayer meeting on the Tuesday. But trusting that it is go the going to the prayer meeting that God's power shines, right? It is going to the prayer meeting and committing that presentation to God, and then seeing it come through. And I can say that over my seven and a half years here, 
There is not one time that God shortchanged me. And I, I pray that this is an encouragement to all of you here who's studying, who has jobs, who needs to go through deadlines and whatnot, that God will not shortchange you if you trust in Him. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. which says this. <clears throat> Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? Maybe we have temptations, but... There are times where we conform to them. And maybe we conform to them because we think that that is the only way. We think that there's no other way but to do it. For example, for me, when um, in my line of work, or at least in my lab or in my office, <laughs> or <laughs> in research, um, scientists tend to live and breathe research. Uh, we tend to read, publish papers almost 24-7. Um, well, I, I hope not 24-7, but most of the time. <laughs> and even before you sleep, there's times where it was just research going through your mind, what uh, your experiments are, your plans are, you know. And... The culture in my lab was to work um, during COVID times at least. We had meetings at midnight. We had meetings on a Saturday. And then sometimes on a Sunday and I have to go and tell my boss that can you at least push it towards a late time so that it doesn't, doesn't coincide with church. And thing is, sometimes we conform because we think that's the natural thing to do, because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. But God wants to remind us again, His ways are the right ways. Yeah. Let Him in. Make room for Him, and then you will see how His power works through your life. Yeah. If I conform to, you know, missing church and just going for that meeting... I might not be where I am today with God. So, let's not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not just that, maybe for some of us, there's a way that you, success looks like to you. And maybe that's not what success looks like for you to, uh, to God, Right? Um, <clears throat> for example, um, for me, when while I was, uh, you know, I told you about having to fail a lot of experiments, and then, truth be, actually, honestly, after these two years, there was still nothing solid that came out of that project. But 
It was through my abiding in God. He reminded me again, that's not what success looks like. Success doesn't mean that you will get an outcome from your project, that you will get a publishable result. Success means you're doing it with God, through God, and having people see God through your life. Come on. And even though I didn't... Even though I didn't get to, you know, publish a paper out of this two years of project, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of hard work. <laughs> For a while, I was struggling with this, but God is still working with me. But I can say now I have the peace to know that it is really God that truly matters. And recently, I guess it's a testimony and even as I was speaking to my professor about it, he told me that I can't say this for many people, but for you, oh. <laughs> you've been the kindest, nicest person that I've worked with. Sorry, guys. And are we okay to say that that is the success I want for myself? Yeah. A success that when people see me, when people see you, they see God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Cool. I really try not to cry. But I think, <laughs> I think it is the, the fasting, right? But, <laughs> but thank God. Um, praise God. Amen. Amen. And even as I have said that, the third point is this, that true success with God has a purpose in God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Cool. You know, even our team for this year, do you guys know what the team is for the church this year? Heaven rules. <laughs> Heaven rules. And it is... Um, a study on the book of Daniel, chapter 4, and it's, it's uh, from chapter 4, verse 26. But if you don't know, for the past three years at least, we have been studying the uh, book of Daniel as a church. And Daniel is an example of someone who refused to conform, who abided in God, refused to conform to the things of this world. And... Let's turn to scripture together and, and just one example from chapter 2, verse 17 to 30. Oh, sorry, 16 to 30. If you are there, can I hear a good amen? Amen. Yes. amen. So, Daniel 2, verse 16. So, Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time Oh, a little bit of context. 
um, here, it was the second year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. And the king got a dream that deeply troubled him, and he wanted an interpretation. So what he did was he asked all the magicians, the astrologers, the soothsayers, the Chaldeans to come and help him interpret this dream. But not just interpret it, he wanted them to tell him the dream and interpret it. And so the magicians, the Chaldeans came and told him, no, we can't do this. Like, there's no one on earth that can do this. Only God can do it. And because of that, the king was so furious, he said, I want to kill all of the wise men of Babylon. And that includes Daniel and his friends. So here this is Daniel's response. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to, who have, to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king and I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah, who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? And Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. And we fast forward to verse um, 46 after Daniel revealed the interpretation. And this was King Nebuchadnezzar's response. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. And as you can see here, 
in the life of Daniel, he sought God's wisdom. And it's not evident here, but in throughout the book of Daniel, you always see that he never conformed to the world standards. But God caused Daniel and his friends to be successful in his time. But this position was not achieved by worldly ambition or by, divine, uh, by worldly ambition, but it was by divine intervention of God. And it was on behalf of Daniel, who is someone whose utmost desire was to please God, was to obey God, rather than human beings. It's not for selfish ambition. It's not for self-exaltation that we have our successes. But it is and should be for God's glory that God's power and righteousness is known. That when people see your life and you not conforming to the standards of this life, of this world, sorry, that they see that God's way is right. Amen? For example, you know, um, you know in Malaysia we have um, people bribe to, to actually pass our driver's license. Well, at least not in Sarawak, but I've heard stories. <laughs> Yay, Sarawak! Because <laughs> I didn't bribe to pass my driver's license. Um, but are we going to follow the norm that bribing will only give us our driver's license? But, or are we going to say, I'm not doing this because this is not right with God? and still get the license. And in the end, you have a testimony to say, I got this because God helped me. I got this because God is right. I got this because God's ways are higher than all the other ways. Amen? I have another story, which actually, I didn't know if I wanted to share it, but... So, again, with exams, I mean, I'm still a student, so all of my examples are from studying. <laughs> but I remember in my BSc, I was uh, coming to my final year, in my third year, and at the time, I was already working on my final year project. But even after my final year project, which God gave me, um, and he gave me also a lot of favor from my professor, but with that favor came also a lot of troubles because I needed to stay in the lab even until April. And all you students will know that April is the time where it's your crunch time to study. And when you're in the lab from 9 to 7 to 8 to 9, there's no time to study. And on top of that, I still had to come to church on Sunday. And at the time, I was like, Oh no, how am I going to get through this? But I, con I continuously abided in God to not conform to the world standard. People will tell me, hey, you don't have to serve, you know. You spend more time studying. God gave you um, this opportunity to study here. You need to study. And while that sounds right, that sounds correct, but is it correct in God's eyes? And 
safe to say I'm doing my PhD now. <laughs> so God came through for me at the end. But through that, and because of that, I remember going for exams, studying for it, and you know they all say smart studying, and you pick and choose topics to study. And I would go in, and the questions would just be the, the ones that I studied. And I was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. And throughout it all, because of that, whenever my friend, who, well, she was, uh, I had a friend who we stayed together for um, two years, maybe, through our BSc. And through that, every time she had an issue or she needed to go through an exam or she had an assignment, she would ask me to pray for her. She would ask me to pray for her because she believed that my God had the power. My God is sovereign. My God can help me through exams. So, let's continue to strive for success, but let's not take God out of the equation. We even as we strive for success, let's put in our minds what the true success is. And if we look to Second John, or is it First John? Yeah. Yes. First John chapter two, verse twenty eight. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And then for verse 15 to 16. Oh, is it not given? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Rach. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, XTV. Um, I believe it's 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 16. If I can get XTV to help me. <laughs> oh, actually, I got it. <laughs> if you're there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all there. Cool. First John chapter 2, verse 15 to 16. Do not love this world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. And the world is passing away, and the last of it, verse 17, and the last of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. So what is true success to you? Are we focusing more on God or are we focusing on attaining what the world defines as success? Don't get me wrong. God is not asking us to not you know, work hard on our 
studies, to not work hard at our jobs. But he's asking us to include him. Ask him for his wisdom. Abide in him. Seek him. Know his heart for you. Know his purposes and plans for you. Journey with him. And as you journey with him, don't conform to the standards of the world. And in the end, even as you do things in God's way, let your life point to him. Amen? And let's pray. And even as um, we pray, can I invite the worship team to come up? I don't know what things or dreams or ambitions that you have. And the world's definition of success is abundance. It's big. It's gaining fame, gaining wealth, gaining social status. But all of this, even as we read, will pass away. It will not last. And the only success that will last is the success of our relationship with God. The success in us abiding in Him throughout it all. And I pray one day when we come to God, He will tell us, well done, good and faithful servant. Because that you have been faith, because you have been faithful with everything that I've given you. I don't know what dreams that you have, but even right now, can I encourage you to surrender it to God? Can I encourage you to draw again to Him? to ask Him to even help you to love Him more, to ask Him to align your heart to what true success means. I want to pray for maybe someone here who has been striving at it, trying to, you know, work your way towards success all on your own strength and then maybe you think hey I've I think I've achieved it all but for some reason you still feel like there's there's something that's lacking can I encourage you or invite you even right now to surrender again your heart to God and say Lord you are truly all that matters to say Lord above all the successes of the, this world I want to attain that true success in you and if that's you and you really want 
to attain that true success with God. And I invite you to just surrender it right now to Him. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.